I wish you all a happy new year. May the dear Lord bless you abundantly and grant you the desires of your hearts and grant you a blessed year. God bless you all. A year is gone, but it brought many changes in our lives. Many new lessons learned, new relationship, relationships established, and we also uh, moved forward from the past, particularly the COVID. So someone asked this question, how do you sum up uh, your year 2022 in six words? Very interesting, right? If, if I are to ask you this question, how will you sum up your life 2022 in six words? What would you do? It's a good exercise. I picked up three answers, which is really interesting. It is not over yet. Stay tuned. Okay, that's, that's interesting. Uh, never give up all hope. Never give up all hope. Thirdly, which is what I'm uh, wanting to do this year, I learned to give, I learned to give up control. I learned to give up control. Yes, when we look at 2022, it has taught us many lessons. We failed, we passed, we gained, we lost, all that had happened. But one thing is for sure, that is, God never forgotten us. God was with us in that journey. And he was in control throughout the year, whether I agree or don't agree. He was in total control. He remained faithful. Whether I was faithful or not, that's a question, but he remained faithful and his goodness was available for all of us throughout the year. So, it's a time to thank God for the wonderful year that is gone by. Because God was with us, we could complete the year beautifully. Now, the same God who guided us in the past will also be available to us in this present year. But let's ask this question as we move towards our meditation. Have you? lived a life filled with God in 2022. Yes, he was available. Yes, his faithfulness we witnessed. Yes, his goodness we always received. But have I lived a life that was filled with God? Did I try to live by myself? Did I keep God away from me? These are all the questions we need to be asking if we have lived partially with God and partially with our strength the reminder comes to us this morning that 
live with god's uh, fullness in this new year allow god to fill you in all areas of your life throughout this year that's where we have victory so this morning what i thought we will meditate on the aaronic aaronic blessing aaron's blessing or aaronic blessing which is a very important blessing the first blessing that is mentioned in the bible from numbers chapter 6 verses 24 to 26 very beautifully read in fact memorized and said in front of us thank you now when we talk about benedictions there are many many benedictions in the bible psalm 121 the last verse is used as benediction the lord will keep you the lord will keep you from all evil the lord will keep you going out and you are coming in both now and forever what are the blessings mentioned in the bible another one that comes to me is philippians chapter 4 verse 7 and the peace of god which passes all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in christ jesus that's another blessing you can go on talking about it but two benedictions are special which we often use it in our church one is aaronic blessing that's what we are going to meditate now the another one is apostle apostle uh, apostolic uh, uh, blessing uh, what is apostolic uh, blessing the grace of our lord jesus christ the love of god and the fellowship of the holy spirit be with you all apostolic blessing the aaronic blessing both scholars are of the opinion that expresses the same benefits and both have got the same substance the aaronic blessing is more in a poetic form whereas the apostolic blessing is in the statement form and sometimes we bring both together and bless now we will uh, look at the poetic form very beautifully said and and scholars are of the opinion that all the entire thing is one sentence one sentence the lord bless you and keep you the lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you the lord lift up his countenance unto you and give you peace it's a one sentence whatever uh, let's go on uh when you know the israelites camped in uh, mount sinai for almost one year now uh, uh, at this moment before they start their journey moses received this in- instruction fr- from god that aaron should every day bless the people with these words uh, that's how this blessing came to us uh, and this blessing they have to say every morning because they are on a journey in this journey god's name should be put on them and god's blessing should be given to them you know when you uh, read the last words this is the way uh, they should put my name on the israelites what does that mean put 
my name on the people, which is a very important statement here. God's name is put on the people, which means they belong to him and he belongs to them. It's a covenant relationship. It's a covenant relationship. That means it is not a business relationship. It's a personal relationship, mutual relationship. I belong to this group. Put my name. When you put my name, which means uh, they also inherit my, uh, 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 my characters. We'll come to that a little later. So uh, God feels comfortable with these people. God is emotionally attached with these people. God says, they belong to me. That's the reason, put my name. They are my people. Uh, so it's a journey. We are in a journey, and in this journey, God's blessing is available to all of us. Now, in this blessing, we see the personal name of the Lord is uh, used. The Lord, Yahweh, the Lord is used. Why? This is an important question because uh, people should know who is their God and, uh, and the God is close to them, going to go with them and they should experience this God in a very mutual way, emotional way, in a very close way. So his name has come uh, very powerfully here. Yahweh, I am who I am. I am. God said, I am. It's all because he is un unknowable uh, unless he reveals himself. I am. So such a great God is totally unknowable. But he is revealing whatever he reveals through which we know him. That's number one. Number two, he is saying, I am. I am simply I am. He is the only one. No one is beside him. No one is exactly like him. No one to be compared with him. Uh, the, he is the only one. I am. And he says, I am, I am in the sense, I am in control. I cause things, in ha things to happen. You know, when this blessing is said, um, very clearly instruction is given, Aaron should bless the people by using my name, which means God is in control. God is the one who is going to bless the people, not Aaron not anyone else. He is in control, absolute control. And uh, he causes things to happen. And I am, I am means I am all things for you. There's nothing beyond me is good for you. I am sufficient. I am all things 
for you. In this benediction, one actor who is God, God alone, and six classes we see, bless you, keep you, make his face to shine upon you, be gracious unto you, lift up his countenance unto you, and give you peace, six of them. We will quickly look at all three uh, in the sense, triune gods, uh, uh, God is invoked, but then it's not explicitly said, so I don't want to give importance to that, but if you meditate, you will get that idea. So three uh, uh, blessings, uh, not three, uh, three uh, lines, we will quickly look at it. The Lord bless you and keep you, the first line. In this, what we see is that God blesses us. We use the word blessing quite often. When we use this word, we need to be a little careful. God blesses human beings. God blesses his people. God doesn't bless a building. God doesn't bless a thing. God bless you. Because we are blessed people, the place where we sit is blessed. See, people are important here. God bless his people. And what is this blessing all about? God is blessed. So he wants us to live in his blessedness, in the state of his blessedness. It is more of his providence, his provision. God's will, his purpose, his character is revealed in that blessedness. We live in the blessedness of our God. He wants to enjoy him. And that's where we receive all our provisions. And he keeps you. Keeps you is about the protection. The, the Lord bless you and keep you. Provision and protection. Uh, when we read Psalm 121, it's, it, that, that's a psalm of protection. At least eight times the word protect comes in that psalm. The Lord will keep you from all evil. The Lord will keep your life. In the sense, he is protecting you. He neither slumbers nor sleeps. 24-7, he watches over you and he protects you. In this world of uncertainties, in this world of unpredictability, the danger, the difficulties, he keeps you. The Lord bless you and keep you. The second uh, line is, the Lord make his face to shine upon you. Shine upon you. To understand the meaning of shining, we need to go to the other side, the hiding face. Do you remember any time in the Bible God hiding his face to anyone? Hiding face means angry face. God is not pleased. God is not pleased. But that's not what uh, we hear here. The Lord 
make his face to shine. When Jesus was on the cross, the hiding face was shown. That's exactly the reason Jesus, at the middle of his agony, he cried out and said, my God, my God, why you have forsaken me? He hid his face from us for a long time. But because Jesus had taken all our sins and died for us on the cross and rose again the third day, no more hiding face, but shining face. He shines on us. You know, uh, uh, that's what we uh, uh, studied during our Christmas. What is the news? Glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth peace among those whom he favors. No more God considers as his enemies, but his friends. So he smiles at you. He gives you his shining face. Again, here, this is not a, you know, glaring uh, 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 face that we are not able to stand before you. No, 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 not like that. It's a glowing face. And uh, which is really good. God looks at us and smiles. That's possible. It's all because of our Lord Jesus. He smiles at us. Not because of something that I have done. Not because of the family that I grow. Not because I have achieved many things. No, 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 no. Because of Jesus, he is smiling his face unto us. And gives us grace. Very beautiful word. Grace, grace. Now, I am totally unqualified. And God gives me the qualification to live on this earth, to live and serve for him. What qualification do I have? He gave me grace. That grace is what helping me to do the work. And that's the grace is available to all of us. We are all here by his grace, nothing else. He smiles at us and gives us grace. In Jesus, we receive grace upon grace. What does that mean, grace upon grace? Somebody beautifully said, grace, grace in the place of the previous grace. Grace, the second grace in the place of first grace. Third grace in the place of second grace and new grace in the place of old grace. What does that mean? Plenteously given, without any measure, grace upon grace. God considers as his own, and he smiles at us and gives us enough grace. The new year has been granted to us, a new year, a period of grace. Once uh, Alexander the Great was uh, walking with his courtiers and um, <clears throat> a beggar asked alms and he gave some gold coins. The tradition says he gave six coins, six gold coins. 
So a courtier was really uh, angry. He got angry. In fact, he was annoyed. Uh, why you have to give uh, such uh, a wealth to this beggar? He, if you give six uh, copper coins, uh, that would suit the beggar's need. Mm, why you have to give coins, gold coins. But Alexander the Great very beautifully answered, copper coins would suit the beggar's need, but gold coins suit Alexander's giving. God is great and he is generous and he gives us grace upon grace every day in our lives. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and give you grace. The Lord lift up his countenance unto you and give you peace. What is this lift up his countenance? Now, this is an understanding where we, uh, you know, when, when you are a, you know, a child, when your father comes and gives you an attentive ears, looks at you, at your eyes and hears you, that's, that's the feeling. He, he gives you attention, close attention, continuous attention. This is his expression of inward feeling towards you. And, uh, and by, by lift up his face unto you, he confirms, he assures, he promises, he shows that I'm willing and, and give you peace. That means you are in peace with God. You are peace with God, therefore you can be peace with yourself. You are peace with God, you are peace with yourself, therefore you are peace with the others. And he gives you peace. That gives you energy for our journey on this earth. Now we need to be, uh, again, uh, very uh, clear in understanding this. Uh, peace is a big concept from the Bible, uh, and uh, let us not go into that. We need to remember that peace is not the absence of conflict, but the ability to stay calm in the midst of conflict. I used this illustration uh, on a Christmas Eve service. We had to look at Jesus, how much he was in peace when he was standing before Pilate. He was under trial. He has been accused from all sides. His own disciples left him and ran away. But he was totally standing in calm. People thought that they are testing Jesus. People thought that they are putting Jesus under trial. But if you read John chapter 18 and 19, Jesus was in absolute control. All others were under test. All others were going through the difficult trials. Jesus gives that peace to us. That's what Jesus said. 
peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. I do not give as the world gives. So when you look at these, this benediction, Aaronic benediction, there are four blessings come very powerfully. Provision, he blesses you. Protection, and he grants you grace and the peace. This is available for us. The triune God blesses us in this form. And in this new year, it comes very, uh, very dear to us. So what will you do? How will you respond to this blessing? A new opportunity has come. New uh, uh, way of doing things is possible. So how will you respond? So I thought I will ask four questions and I finish it. What one thing you can do this year to increase your enjoyment of God? What one thing will you do this year to in increase your enjoyment of God? God is available. You need to be filled by him. But that should not be mechanical. That cannot be mechanical. That should be enjoyable. The Bible words that comes to me is, taste and see that the Lord is good. He is yours. Do you make him yours? The second question, what is the single biggest time wasted in your life? And how can you redeem your time? You can answer to yourself because we cannot say that I'm too busy, therefore I cannot give time to God. Uh, that's not an excuse accepted. Thirdly, you know, since God is in our life, our family is important to us. Uh, what, what's the most important thing that you can do to improve your family life? I'm not saying that you have a, a difficult time. No, no, no. You can always improve your service to your family or your presence in your family. What something you will do because his blessing is available so that this can be further improved. Number four, what will you do to make this year different from the last year? You can make it a blessed year. God's blessing is available for you. May the dear Lord be with you in a very special way and help you so that you have a God-filled year 2023. God bless. Amen.